Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about being high on beans, sidekicks, and the second part of the interview with Mark Bryan. Right, why are you, why are you chewing a bean? Crunch! <laughs> why are you chewing a bean when we're trying a podcast? That is not the way you start a podcast, by chewing a bean. You've just put another one in your mouth. We've started already. And you're still bean chewing. I'm talking. Stop chewing a bean. Give me, give me, look, whenever you're ready, whenever you think, give me the beans. Give, pass me the beans. No, genuinely, I, I, no, not one bean, all of them. I'm confiscating the legumes. Um, they're marge too, you. They're marge, mine too. They're marge me too now, because I'm confiscating them. Hashtag marge me too. You just said eat me too. <laughs> right. right. Would you like to start now? You've finished Mange Tuin. Have you? Have you? Um, have you got an intro or not? Should yeah. we start? Um, oh, I must have been high when I wrote this one. <laughs> what? High on beans. I was high. High on beans. Right. I'm joined by Chris Day, my butt-kicking sidekick. Oh, oh. And I'm I'm joined by a girl. I'm. You know what? I'm going off piste now because I have one written down. But I'm joined by, by my daughter, who just told me she's officially high on beans. <laughs> it's, it's Charlotte Dames. How are you doing? I want my beans. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were my sidekick. No, you're my sidekick. No, I don't think so. You're my bean-eating sidekick. What makes somebody a sidekick? Um, sidekick's usually the one that formulates the plans. The more intelligent ones. No, don't try and flatter me. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> try that technique. hero usually has to be brave and reckless They're, uh, in order to succeed their go- goals. Therefore, the sidekick has to be the smart one. Sounds, sounds like you, Charlotte. And they've, 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 normally, they've normally got a, a bit of a quirk as well. Like, I don't know, bean eating or something. I don't know. Don't you dare diss my mum. Bean eating. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte, the bean-eating sidekick. Anyway, sidekick. Look, we, we can't be be each other's sidekicks. I look. I tell you what, you could be. Duo. You can be. <laughs> duo. <laughs> we're, yeah, I, I don't know how your. I don't know why your cockney came out just then. We're a butt kicking duo. I just want my beans back. <laughs> Where's my beans? <laughs> we're, we're a butt. <laughs> I'll, I'll kick your butt if I don't get my beans. Don't you? I don't. I can't, I can't believe you've kicked my beans. I'm gonna kick your butt because we're a butt kicking duo. I don't. What is going on? I, I is this what? Right, you said to me last week that that I was too happy. You're too happy this week. I believe. Is it, is it the beans that made you too they high? Make me happy. Uh, um, they, they clearly do. They clearly do. Anyway, um, I'd like... It's, it's weird that you mention um, duos this week because... Me The question of the week and duo-related is 
what's the greatest duo or double act of all time? Because my original question and my original introduction before you started eating beans was, I'm joined by the girl who's clearly one half of the world's best podcasting duo in our house. Uh, So we must have some sort of butt-kicking psychic link that means that we're doing duo questions together. And then... And then you and then you started eating beans, and I just I lost my train of thought. Before you started recording, I didn't even realise you'd press that red button. Also, uh, the, those two guys are pointless. They're funny. What two guys are pointless? <laughs> the two guys are pointless. They are. They are funny. They are funny. <laughs> no, they're not the two I would go with, but like they are funny. So your your favourite duo are the two guys and pointless. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of duos, so like they they they. Oh, they. You know what? The 80s was the best era for duos. You had Little and Large, Cannon and Bull. The best comedy now comes in threes. Go on in. The best things come in threes. The IT crowd, that's a group of three people. Right. Love the IT crowd. Right. Not the American version. There, there is an American version. I like the English version. Because my favourite character is um, Moss, just because, oh my god, he's hilarious. Okay. So they were a group of three. Tell me a... Tell me a a few, a bit more about other hilarious threes. No, just the best things coming through. Right, do you give me one more funny three. <laughs> I just, so the three in the IT crowd is your best job of all time, is it? <laughs> Christ on the back. That that is officially a trio. <laughs> you you bean eating, ass kicking <laughs> person. Um, uh, anyway, anyway, on that particular note, dear listeners and bean eaters and non bean eaters, this is <laughs> oh, our dog. We, we have to respect that our dog's decisions too. Oh, he's a bin diver, isn't he? Well, is he oh, I mean, oh, song. What song did you make up? It's called Doggy Diver. Doggy Diver, sing it. No. Sing it for the podcast. No, 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 no. You've got to give us a bit of Doggy Diver. <laughs> Um, I based it off a song, but I can't remember what it's called because Mum started singing and then I was like, I've got to make a parody. Right, well, doggy diver. Right, well, are you listeners? Yeah, are you yeah, ready yeah, yeah. for doggy diver? <laughs> hey, Vin Dipper, what you got for dinner? <laughs> Looks like leftovers from tea. Hey, doggy diver, set your heart sights higher. How about something a bit more healthy? Woo! Genius, <laughs> absolute genius. Hey, Big Dipper. Oh, hey, Bin Dipper. What you got for dinner? What you got for dinner? Right, but dogs don't care like where it comes from, do they? They just, they just like food. food. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to comment on Charlotte's bean eating, <laughs> comment on Charlotte's songwriting talents, or actually, if you like, answer the question of the podcast. Which is the first two are a little bit more interesting. Uh, what is the best duo of all time? Feel free to contact us at blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> beans at beans.com. Um, uh, you can contact us at all our kindness uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. You, just have to, you have to go into the search bar thingy. Okay. I like the search bar thingy. It can take you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> anywhere in the world. If <laughs> you if you're on Google Maps. If you put I love beans, you can get some good stuff. You know what? This is... Right, before you came in today, right, 
Sophie and I, my, my youngest daughter isn't, isn't well at the minute, so I've been studying at home today with, with my daughter, with my youngest daughter. And uh, she's only just got her appetite back, so she's got a bout of scarlet fever, she's sort of taken some medicine, she's getting better, she's got her appetite back. So I was making her an omelette, and she, I went, what do you want in your, your omelette? Okay, and she went, ham. But I misheard her and thought she said jam. <laughs> so I've gone, you want a you want a what? You want a jam omelette? So then we're asking Alexa, <laughs> can you give me a recipe for a jam omelette? <laughs> no joy. No joy. Alexa don't know how to make a jam omelette. Well you you put the you put the eggs and the sugar together. <laughs> That's a pancake. <laughs> That's the problem. Sweet omelette is just a pancake, isn't it? That's the problem. But listen to this, right? It had 35 recipes for human stew. <laughs> right. So I can't combine jam and an omelette, but when we start throwing in some random stuff, including human stew, Alexa's cool with that. Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Alexa loves a bit of cannibalism, apparently. Anyway, you can get in touch with us at Holla at thekindnessproject.co.uk on email. Um, Holla at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Oh, you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> right, lay off those beans. No more beans for you. I love the beans. I, I like the beans. Um, uh, at Holla Kindness at, on Twitter. Or just Google the Kindness Project or sure find us on Facebook. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, or, or anything like that. We are podcast wise available on Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that and if you'd like a limited edition I don't think they are limited but uh, t-shirt you you can find it at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk forward slash and on that particular note should we get on with the show oh yes this week, I forgot where I was there. This week, it's all those, all those, it's all, it's all that bean chat that I, I got a bit confused about. This oh, week, <laughs> this week we've got the second part of our interview with a lovely man named Mark Bryant. Ooh. Now, if you remember from last week, Mark is um, the Queen's representative dude. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever been called that before in Havering. Uh, yeah, the dudes and the dudettes. And I don't think that's, that's his official title is Lord Lieutenant. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Lord Lieutenant Dude of Havering. Um, and uh, in the second part, if you haven't listened to the first part, um, I'd suggest going back to uh, last week. Um, but in this second part of the um, interview, we talked to Mark about life, uh, his work... His role as a police officer has got some great stories to tell. And um, we asked him some questions in the podcast. Ooh. Shall we listen? Oh, yes. And, and speak to each other as well. Like, sort of understand that if we're doing, if there's good work that's going on across all these different communities, and it's not only religious people who do it, it's other people who, who choose to do it too, you've got more in common than you have... Again, so you're, you believe what you want to believe, but you, the, the core of all those beliefs is you want to help people out, right? I mean, when I was running, uh, we had a, an annual camp at, uh, at um, 
earmark for the forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, Colonel Brian, where are your Muslims? And I looked at him. <laughs> where are your Muslims? Yeah. And I said, ask me where my Catholics are. Yeah. And he went, where are your Catholics? I said, now, half of where my Sikhs are and my Protestants are. And, he, and the penny dropped and he said, and he laughed. Yeah, yeah. Great yeah. born in North and stuff. Yeah. So I said, they'll come and talk to you and others will come and talk to you as well. Yeah. And when he left, he said, this is fantastic. Gotcha. Gotcha. He said, how do you get all these kids working? Yeah. Of course, typical soldierly way. I said, well, we'll give them all a hard time. <laughs> yeah. But they all had a sense of belonging. Uniform was the same, yeah. But there was a little bit of com competition there. The different regiments, yeah. They're all proud of their regiments, yeah, yeah. And we encourage them, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've always thought if we could get the children talking, yeah, the children as friends, they stay friends forever. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like the East End changes over time, and the only the thing that always surprised me is these. You probably see it now as much as you saw it before, but these community silos where kids of the same background only speak to kids of the same background. And I, I was brought up in Kennington in a, in a time when you had the Caribbean Im immigrants coming in and the Indian immigrants coming in. And it was great because I've still got mates now who are from yeah. a bunch of different backgrounds and I sort of get a perspective on their world. And without the perspective, I wouldn't understand them oh, half as much as they... You know, yeah. we're all children. Mm. They are the future. Yeah. You've got yeah, to yeah. encourage children. Yeah. So, yeah. so part of the role is about community liaison, community get people, community engagement, get people together. What else does the role involve? What, what, what do you... Well, I go, I go and talk, do talks about yeah. the lieutenancy and yeah, how yeah. long to... Church groups, mm. who you know from... Yeah, I've been to one of your different presentations, yeah. And I talk to them about the lieutenancy and what we do. Yeah. And, I, and it's not, we're not... We don't come from a privileged background. Yeah. I'm not saying some of our members come from a, from a different background to us. But it's all about talking and engaging people. Gotcha. I do presentations gotcha. at schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How does that go down? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It is, I love it. And I've got gotcha. one school in, in Upminster where I present their yearbooks. They're changing over from the, the infants to the junior. And gotcha. such a special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm involved with, with the schools uh, on Harold Hill. Mm. I was a governor of Jones Academy. And we go there and they're doing great work. Because yeah. when I was young, when I was a policeman in this area, if you come, said you come from Harold Hill, you wouldn't get a job. Gotcha. Yeah. Because they're all labelled. Same as Raynham, this part of Raynham. Yeah. You know, if you said, well, where do you come from? Well, I come from the other part. People didn't want to give you a job. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas most people are okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've I felt that the whole of my life. Yeah. 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 You know, that. So what's the, what's the secret to smashing those perceptions, do you think? It's children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and going into other groups and talking, like I do now, to different organisations. Gotcha. You tell them about the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I talk about Draper's Academy. There's people now going to university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. people at Draper's Brookside. Juniors are now playing musical instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just encouraging that. Yeah, sort of and just stuff. building that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, they've got a multi-academy trust now, where they're getting them as infants, so they can raise their um, ideals from a very values. Early. Yeah, values just embed, and standards. Yeah, just embed those yeah. values really early. Yeah. 
I'm surprised, actually, and I said this to you before, um, that uh, you're not more cynical. Because <laughs> I suppose if you're spending 25... Was it 25 years I in the police? I spent 25 years in the police. Okay, so 25 years in the police, you potentially see some of the worst uh, behaviour in society. I'm not saying people, but behaviour in society. Um, and some of it from younger people. How do you stay positive? How do you sort of... I think you stay positive. I mean, I had an incident when I was at, uh, at Dagenham, outside the pubs there, where there was a man exposing himself, and I didn't realise that all his mates were in the pub because they were drinking after hours. OK. And I got severely assaulted. Right. Stabbed, I was left for dead. And gotcha. That was a, a long time ago. However, one of the women that, that came after me, all her sons had been in trouble. Right. She said, you know, you, you can't have all this. Yeah. She, she said to him, quick, you better run away because the police are coming. But she saved my life, no doubt about that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so it's stuff like that. Like and just and there incidents. are some really good people. Yeah. If you're, if you're a criminal and someone burgles your house, mm. who do you go to or assault your children? Yeah. Who do you go to? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, particularly in Dagenham and Bow, I went to Bow. If you if they see that you're you're outstanding, yeah, yeah. you won't take no favours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the people that even have been in trouble with crime. Yeah, yeah. I mean I went I was came out of the snares with Crown Court and I saw this guy that I'd arrested for theft quite a few times. And I said, What are you doing here today? Oh no, Mr. Bryan, he said, I'm on your side this Gotcha. I said, I'm the forward of the jury. <laughs> I mean, we, we spoke about this before, but sometimes people get involved in crime to be a sense of belonging, right? A, se a sense of like finding a family. You know, well, it's, you know, it's your mate saying, come on, let's do yeah, this. This yeah, little bit of mischief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to be... The one left out. The one left out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, I was the one left out. Gotcha. Because I had to collect force and I didn't yeah, want Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was your... That was my get-out. Yeah, that, that was yeah. my get-out. And I yeah, said, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. Gotcha, gotcha. But then I found, even then, I had people come with me because they were trying to say... Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the, I suppose that's the other thing as well. I mean, how many did the... How many people did the cadet force sort of... Uh, recruit as an alternative to going down a different road, and certainly for you, that was a get out. And but, but the army, when I was yeah. younger, my dad didn't want me to join the army. I wanted yeah. to join at fifteen. Gotcha. He said, "No, it's full of prisoners. Ah, full right, of okay. prisoners." Yeah, yeah. Because then, if you committed certain crimes, yeah. you could either go to prison for nine months or do three years in the army. Gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was his. Impression. It was seen as yeah. something negative, but yeah. but and a lot of the uh, immigrant children. Yeah. Where their their country of origin, yeah. the army suppresses the people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so they were reluctant. We used to go and speak to their parents, and they ah, understood. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The army in this country doesn't suppress the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's why they let the children come. Well, as you say, in certain countries, the army army is the um, sort of playground of the leader or dictator who's right. controlling that country. So I can sort of see that perception, right? But for those kids who need a family outside their family and a, a sense of belonging, yeah. um, I, I can I can see it working really well. I mean, we can give we we were giving our instructors skills. Yeah, canoeing. Yeah, first yeah, aid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain leaders courses. Yeah, they yeah. were all well recognised courses. Gotcha. And I, I remember, and the courses were hard to get for me as a commander. Yeah. 
and I trained six of my people up to, to be medics. Yeah. And <laughs> they started their own company. Gotcha. And yeah, yeah, yeah. when they, you know, came in, you had to have a first aid certificate. Yeah. They had done a big business on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charging yeah. companies fortunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the skills they learned, they, yeah. they got to use. Yeah, no, they get that. well paid for it yeah. as well. I, I, I really love that. What's the story that stands out for you when, since you've been a deputy lieutenant? Uh, I'm keeping getting it wrong. Yeah, it's lieutenant. Lieutenant. It's spelled lieutenant. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I think one of the, the, there's been numerous, but I know, one of the reasons I got out of peace, I had a severe back injury. Okay. And every now and again, my back will lock. And I went to uh, to present some awards, badges, these St John's, tiny little ones. Gotcha. And this little lad came in, and he was so, so shy. And he saw me standing in my big blue uniform with a hat and the yeah, yeah, yeah. And silver, and he wouldn't come up. So I got on my knees. <laughs> I couldn't get up. How long were you down there for? Uh, a fair while. He, he kept getting lots of certificates. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah. he, well, he's probably done you a favour because you, you, didn't, you didn't have to stand up and come down every time. He was uncomfortable anyway. Gotcha. It's, you know, it's, it was so that sort of one. But there, there are lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are lots. I, I did a talk to, to an old ladies group in, in Cranham. And there was one lady there, and she was so full of fun. And she was making all sorts of suggestions to me. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, innuendos. <laughs> trying to embarrass me. Gotcha. gotcha. And uh, it turned out she was a former policewoman, one of the early ones, okay. many years before. Okay. And, and I, I thought, right, she really... There's, there's bands going on so there. I said, you yeah. didn't say that when I left your house this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, she went all, and, and she went and she just burst out laughing. You know what, though? I think, I think the, like, sort of part of that engagement thing is you've got to speak to people at a level, haven't you? Instead of being a... I suppose it's an interesting one from your background of doing sort of being in cadets and in the police there's that authority but actually to communicate people you've got to do it at a level right and i used to say to the young policeman look yeah don't go in at 100 miles an hour yeah yeah, yeah. if you go in there there's only one way you're going that's yeah. down yeah yeah start off at a level talk to them how you want to be disposed yeah build relationships right? even though yeah, they're yeah. abusing you gradually you will win over yeah, yeah if you dress and look the part and carry yourself gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the key. So, um, you've told us a couple of stories about your time on the beat. What's your favourite story of being a police officer? There's, there are so many. Yeah. I mean, one, uh, when you went to Dagenham and the locals would try to test you out, and I was walking down Oxlow Lane and I saw this man and he yeah. was massive. He was yeah. bigger than me. Gotcha. About 20 odd stone. Okay. And he had got this woman by the neck and was punching, punching her. Right. So I pulled him off. He threw a right-hander at me, which I ducked. Yeah. I followed through, and he was on the floor. Yeah. yeah. The next thing, I felt this banshee on my back. It was the wife, <laughs> and she dug her claws in my face. Oh God! So she started. <laughs> and there used to be a saying: never get involved in domestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She clawed all the place. Oh God! Yeah. And there were so many different yeah. things. But one of, one of the guys there, we, when, when the young man, had this, this kid there, his family life was dreadful. And he was always stealing. And he got involved with some kids and they, they were committing arson and burglary. Mm. He didn't really want to be there. We got, gotcha. we got him in and he obviously he went to court. But we had a, a, another young a PC that was interesting. He went on to do um, the 
youth work in the police. We sat down, this kid, I got him to join the local army cadet force. He went on, he did 23, 23 years in the army, he came out as a sergeant. Yeah. And he was a ranger in a local park. Okay. And I'm talking, this was 30 years old. Yeah. And I didn't have money for the ticket. I said, can I just go in and get, come back and pay you? He went, no, I need you to do that. And he came in, I thought, well, what's going on there? He said, you don't remember me. Gotcha, I knew you from. And his name come to me straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, my son's here. He yeah. said, this is the man that saved me. Him and, him and oh, that is incredible, him. yeah. That's after all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, does that make it worth it, though? It must it, What it does, it does. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen, I've been very fortunate. Yeah. I've seen some really troubled youngsters yeah. go on the right path. I've been on a train yeah. and they've stood up and stood to attention. Yeah, gotcha. Cried when gotcha. Gotcha. And managing companies and yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it's interesting because I, I was saying, I was saying to you earlier, one of our other interviews is is a guy called Gary Hutton, and he went through some sort of process, got in loads of bother, a uh, guy from the East End, guy from Bow, got in loads of trouble, got to a stage of, of his life when he felt he couldn't sink any deeper, and it was a what I call he calls it something different, but what I call a look in the mirror moment where you go. I've got two routes now, you know, where am I going to go? And he runs a charity called Product of a Postcode that effectively helps these kids understand there's a better way. A really good guy. Um, uh, but it's really interesting, and I know we've spoken about this in the past, do you think that some people are irredeemable, or everybody's redeemable, or... Because I like to think that most people are. Most people are. Yeah. But there are some that are just not. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, it's the same right through the whole animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a rogue and they stay that way. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, and they don't change. Yeah, yeah. It's just something in them. But most people just need to see the right paths, right? They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's making that connection. You know, if all your friends are criminals... Yeah. And you're in that environment, yeah. it's very difficult to break away. But it's, it's interesting, because like our conversation earlier about seeing what else is possible, you know, the, the, when you were talking about the rabbi and the, yeah. the, the imam, is that the same thing? They're just seeing a different way to see the world, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And if you can only see the world of, a, of oh, this is the life I'm going to lead, because all your mates are doing it, you just need somebody to it give you that perspective. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's difficult to break away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had friends that have committed murder. Gotcha. Yeah. Bank robbers, top thieves. And I've met them on different occasions. We've just sat down and talked about when we were kids. Mm. Every one of them said, Mark, I wish I could have done what you've done. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And that, Especially when you're older and you look back yeah, at your life I and wish go, I could have done what you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, just out of interest, you could, you could retire now, right? You could stop. Yeah. Why do you do what you do? I don't know. Part of it is who I am. Yeah. And I am driven. It defines you, right? Yeah. yeah. I, am, I am driven. Yeah. By, I want to help people. Yeah. yeah. And I think if I can go into some of these schools and, and they can get something out of me, present them in a prize, in my best uniform, mm. and that is something, that is really something. Yeah. And when they come up and they thank you, yeah. and their parents come up. I, I do one to, to some kids that you know have been in trouble, and I, I do a little talk. 
uh, be the best you can. Gotcha. Yeah. Be the best you can. Yeah. And you can break away. Yeah. You've got the star now. You've got this B Tech or you've got this Jack yeah. Petchel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows all these people that rubbished you. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you can. But it comes back to that thing. You, what defines you is what you can do in the future, not what you what you've done in the past. It's you know. It's, it does as long yeah, as, yeah. and that's what I do. And yeah, I, get, yeah. I get to go to these things on a yearly basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so proud to be there. Jack Petty, that Jack, Jack Petty Foundation does awesome work. I mean, they, I know the guy who runs the Speak Out Challenge, Steve, uh, Steve Baker, and they do great work with kids just helping them speak better. Because in a, in a world where we're all looking at our phones more, just having the, like, the, the power just to have a conversation or present to a room is really powerful for them. Kids. I've never lost my East End accent. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm quite proud of mine, actually. I, well, I, 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 what, someone made a comment to me quite a few years ago. Yeah. And I said, if I speak like you in the job that I would have done, I would have been dead. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am who I am. Yeah. You take me or leave me. Yeah. I happen to be, work my way through to the top job. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, through the, the, the courses yeah. I've been on and yeah. being able to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the jobs I did as Colonel London, or as a commandant, I used to brief all the new incoming yeah. sheriffs, the City of London, and the Lord Mayor. Gotcha. About gotcha. kids, cadets. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I actually think it, it's interesting because I, I go through. Uh, when I was in, so I'm 40 now, but when I was in my 20s, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about my accent, funny enough. Now I realise that if you're good at what you do and you, you're good to people and you communicate fairly, most people don't care. And we, if you put on the accent, people think there's so, something wrong with So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in being authentic and my accent's part of what, who I am. Um, but we've got, we've got super posh clients and it's weird when you go into a room with them and they go, they're taking your advice. And you go, I'm only a boy from Cannon Town, but as you said, that's the past. What defines you is what we do now. I mean, one of our schools was Eton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the public schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of those youngsters that go to those public schools need to be in that collective unit. Yeah, go to Because a lot of their parents, they put them there, yeah. tons of money. Yeah, but no care. No yeah, 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 and no relationship. Well, they care, but there's none of that. Yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of bonding. Yeah. So it works. Yeah, great it stuff. Works. Well, I've, I've, really, I've really enjoyed our chat. How do people find out uh, a little bit more about the lieutenancy? Well, there's a website. Okay, cool. And it is the www.greaterlondonlieutenancy.com. And I'll, what we'll do is on the website, we'll put a link to the to the to, to that website, so so people can find it. But it is worth it is it is worth looking at it because yeah. they do so much for the community. Well, I had a, I had a look yesterday actually, and I didn't realise the amount of work they do. If people want you to, or somebody from the organisation to come and present at an event or come and speak to kids, how do they, how do they well, get they, their they contact through the lieutenancy. Gotcha. If it's in Haver, it just goes through the mayor's office. They'll yeah, so it's through the mayor's office, they'll get yeah. in touch with you. And, 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 so and I've got a really good relationship with the, yeah. the mayor here, because yeah. it's citizenship. Yeah. yeah. And on the 12th we've got the uh, Royal Army Institute of Cambridge in there. The borough. Also, there, but also there's there's um, uh, representatives across London, right? In every, every single borough. Every borough. Yeah. It's got a representative. 
there are other DLs living in those burrows as well. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, before, before we finish, we always, when we have a guest on, on the podcast, we always have a question of the podcast. So okay. uh, these are questions that we never prepare people for, okay. but um, we, we, we want to ask you a, a few questions. They're all good fun. So uh, what's the best use of an egg? Is it Cadbury's, creamed, omelette, boiled, or something else? Well, for me, it's a Cadbury's egg because every Easter, yeah. I used to give a Cadbury's egg to all my cadets. Did you write? Okay, that, that was their present. <laughs> that was their present. All right, cool. What, um, what's the most inspirational movie you've ever watched? When the Day Will. I've not seen that. What's that about? It's a wartime one. Okay. Went the Day Will. Oh, is it? Uh, John Mills. John, okay. Was it, uh, Germans dropped uh, some parachutes here. Okay, to, okay. To kill Churchill. Yeah. And all the villagers... Congregated and yeah. interesting. I'll, I'll look that up. That's the first time we've had that one. Well, Henry V as well. Henry V. His speech. Yeah, oh. Lawrence Olivier's speech. You know what? I, I take my, my eldest is um, 14, and we go up to the Globe, Shakespeare's Globe, and some of the. When I was a kid, I never got Shakespeare. Now I'm a bit older. To just being in that environment is inspirational. If you can sort of get get to the bottom of Henry V is good. Yeah, really, really, really good. Um, what's the best biscuit? The best biscuit. Now that one. Yeah. <laughs> a ginger snap. See, we've had, I think, shortbreads the winner every time, but, but a ginger's... You're Mark, you're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. Um, uh, what, if you were the supreme ruler of the world, what's what the first rule you'd bring in play? I'd make every politician visit Royal Grace to see the result of their decisions. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that 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 would be that'd be good. If you could visit one time in the past in the history, what would you choose? And you can pick any era, any any time. What 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 time would you choose? To recent history. Uh, either you can go as back as far as you want. Like to have been a fly on the wall when Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Decided we. Falklands. See that? Have you seen the Iron Lady? No. Have you seen that? That's that was a really interesting perspective on that sort of decision. But it was Meryl Streep. They they made it quite recent. It was really good. Um, who's the best Muppet? That's Bobby. <laughs> They're not bad, are they? I think Animal, the drummer's pretty yeah, awesome. He's the one Yeah, he's really good. Um, and what's your favourite work of art? Oh, goodness me. I like some of the, uh, the Turner stuff. Turner's good. Turner's very, very good. I like, uh, I like the, um, the sunflowers. Uh, okay, yeah, the sunflowers are like, I am, I've got to, I was in New York last year, um, and I got to see Starry Night by Van Gogh, and I got in trouble, it's at the Met in New York, it's, not, it's in the Modern Art Museum of Modern Art in New York, 
And um, I, I've been waiting for years to see it, because I like Van Gogh's stuff. Um, but I got really close to the painting. I'm sort of talking about that. And this, <laughs> this big, burly American security guard um, uh, pulled me off quite quickly, funny enough. Okay, so last, uh, last question. Last question is, let me just find it, let me just find it. What's the best piece of advice you've ever had? Be true to yourself. Love it. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I've really appreciated it. I'll, I'll be grateful if any swear words there. <laughs> we haven't got any, so you <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. So that was the second part of the interview with Mark. What did you think? I thought it was nifty. Did you actually listen? No, you never give me the opportunity. <laughs> did you just lie about that then? No. I mean, I, I, uh, about the nifty bit. But I bet, I bet it was nifty. He sounds like a nifty dude. He's, he, he's, he's, he's a nifty dude. He's an amazing guy. So uh, should we get on with the end of the show? Oh, yes. Are you laughing about beans again? <laughs> beans. Why, 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 why are you so funny about beans? <laughs> Tell me. They're just nice. <laughs> what am I missing? Am I missing a bean-related trick? You're supposed to eat them and enjoy them. Uh, yeah, they're a bit bland, the <gasps> beans. The mange too that you have is a bit bland. I'm really sorry. Oh, I like it. They're crunchy. They're what? They're crunchy. <laughs> crunchy? Is that actually a word? <laughs> no. No. Crom-chi, C-R-O-M-C-H-E. Crumch. Crumch. You don't make a crunch sound, you make a crop sound. What is a crump sound and how does that it's differ from a crunch sound? Cr- it's like crunch but with more onomatopoeia because it sounds more like what you say when you actually take a bite. But show me how it sounds when you take a crumch of a bean. Help me understand how a bean gets crumped. I mean, it doesn't even sound like like anything. Crumped. <laughs> right. Okay. Let me try it. Crunch. No, it doesn't. Sound. Right. Crunch. Crumped. No. Right. I'm, right. I, I don't know how you eat your beans, darling, but I've never eaten my bean like that. Crumped. I've never crunched anything in my life. I enjoy a good bit of crunching. <laughs> good for you. Should we do the end of the show? Yeah. Amazing. Last week's question of the podcast was a good one. Are you going to get it right this time? I might do. Uh, this is day two of this particular end. Um, if you... Oh, sorry, let me give it a bit of dramatic tension. You're on the bake-off. Paul Hollywood's there. Ready to crumpch your um Oh please don't crumpch a cake. Oh, <laughs> oh please. Oh please you don't crumpch a jack like you crumpch a bean. You crumpch a bean. Don't be all offended that I am not crumpching my cake. <laughs> you, you... Oh please you don't crumpch a cake. What are you? What? Well, what are you? What foods are you allowed to? I'll get on to that question in a minute. What foods? Crunchy foods. Surely, surely you crunch crunchy foods. What crunchy foods do you crunch? You crunch beans. 
beans. You you crunch toast. You right. You definitely crunch toast. No, you crunch toast. Right. I don't know if toast is crunchy or crumbly. Right, th- this isn't catching on. Nobody at home is listening to this going, oh, I'm definitely going to use the word crunch now. <laughs> no, no, it is. Um, <laughs> the, the reaction I like is, oh, please, give it a rest. Nobody's crunching a cake. No, nobody's crunching anything, especially not a cake. So... Uh, cake-related question of the podcast. Um, uh, what is your Bake Off masterpiece? Of yeah, what what would be your Bake Off showstopper? And we had a bunch of um, we had a bunch of answers to this, um, including an answer from a bloke who's actually been on Bake Off. Whoa! I know, I know. So let me start. John Cook went uh, with carrot cake. That way. Um, even if I lose, I'd be happy. Heidi Ball went for a tower made of cupcakes. And that's when Stu Morrison got involved, right? Now, Stu Morrison wasn't on uh, Bake Off, but he replied on, on Facebook and tagged a guy called Stu Henschel, who was on um, Bake Off. And Stu said, Stu, what did you would you do for your final and did you have anything special planned because I think he went out in the heats and Stu Henschel just went um, the only cake that I'd ever make on Bake Off ever again is humble pie um, and apparently she's got the recipe he's got the recipe down with no beetroot in um, Louise McNamee said if you were judging Chris it would have to be a butter bean cake in the shape of a parachute <laughs> And then, and then, uh, Roberta White, mother-in-law, your nan and friend of the show, nan. said, "My nan, I wonder if I wonder if Nanny Bob crunches." Um, Everyone crunches; they just don't realise. Oh, I just don't know the phrase for it yet. Um, or a cake that resembles pigs in blankets. I reckon. I, I know I said last week about my Russian doll cake, but pigs in blanket and butter bean cake might be the way to go. Um, uh, Tracy Kinchella just said roast dinner. Now, I don't know whether she meant cake or just she'd bake a roast dinner. Can you bake a roast dinner? You can bake the Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, I think Yorkshire pr- pudding, puddings might be very crumpy. They are very um, crumpy, especially uh, if you burn them. Cassie um, Dames just put a photo saying, here's one I made earlier. And Robert Gumby said, a circular segmented cake with as many different varieties of cake all the same size slices and coated all over so it just looks like a plain cake. So we'd do a very elaborate cake in the disguise of a plain cake. <laughs> don't, know, don't know if that would stop the show, Rob, but I, I like the idea. Anyway, that is it again for um, for the question uh, for, the, for the Kindness Project. We're watching out of our... Uh, back garden window a dog on a table um, (laughs) which is always good and on that particular strange note goodbye